Hello and welcome back to another episode. In the last episode, our adventurers set forth from Gru and found themselves in a bit of trouble with a minotaur. And they were then presented with a red-misted man by the name of Gadril, who appeared to be a friend? They then made their way to Sledge for the very first time and met the king or chief, Killsbane. Our adventurers settled in for the night, getting ready for a nice long day as they set forth towards mountains the following day. Find out what happens on today's episode of Dingoes and Dimwits. Alright, so you guys wake up in the morning and you've had a lovely dream, except for a couple of you. You get up, ready for the day, ready to start a new day in a fresh bustling city. Now what you do uh, smell though is freshly baked bread. That's part of your food that has been delivered to your door. If you don't like bread, tough shit. I do like bread. Is there any tomato sauce? <laughs> tomato sauce. Bro, for some reason, you've had like a nice relaxing rest for once. You know, you, you get up and as you're getting up out of your bed and you're walking out of the room, you make dead eye contact with Navarth, who's just staring at you holding a piece of bread oh. in his hand. When is he not staring at me, the perv? Look, I'm sorry, but this bread is just very, very, very nice. Would you like a piece? Um, I've, I've got my own. Thank you, mate. I'd rather not have your spit on my bread. Oh, no, no. I was talking about this fresh piece of bread that I haven't even touched yet. I just wanted to um, share um, my um, breakfast with you. But That's fantastic, my man. Appreciate it. I got, I got breakfast, as you can see here. All right, that's fine. I guess I'll see you later. Don't doubt it, unfortunately. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. The sexual tension. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. <laughs> fucking, you can cut it with a knife. <laughs> oh, please do. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ugo's just like, like very, out of everyone, seems like the kind of person you would assume would just smash and shovel his food into his mouth. But no, no, he takes his time. Yeah, get in, in savour your toast, man. Exactly, right? He's just That's getting right. into it and enjoying it. Ugar, I'd expect better from you. Are you taking your time there? Why? Just because I'm a big orc doesn't mean I have to eat quickly. I eat a lot of food, but... I suppose, but you, you, you'd think you would shovel more in, mate. Ah, it's all right. I'll eat the whole loaf. Fair enough. Conveniently, like, not just bread has been delivered. Um, for some reason, there's this red uh, pasty kind of saucy kind of thing because someone wanted to fucking tomato sauce. Um, <laughs> and also, you've got, like, a kind of stew that goes with it. It's like a breakfasty kind of stew. It's not just bread. We are spending a lot of time on food. Um, mm. We'll go come back to the food arc another time. <laughs> so, you guys uh, have been promised that Gadrill is going to obviously take you to where you need to go. Um as you guys settle up, get your gear back on, get ready to go, you walk out the front door of the inn and you see leaning on a post uh, this illustrious elven vampire man just leaning with his hood on, looking down towards the ground, looking cool as fuck. Um, definitely not why I designed him that way. And he's just waiting. He turns to you and says, are we ready to go then? Don't see yeah, why not. I suppose so. We're as ready as I'm going to be. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's roll. I do not know what you're going to encounter. I believe whatever has attracted young Killsbane has got to be something of either peak interest towards him or something that is stronger than he is, which I find hard to believe. In terms of strength, he might even match my own. Difficult to say. So you must be pretty weak. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you want to run that by me again? I don't think he does. Uh, apologies for him. He's mm. something. He's quite a mouthy elf. I've just smacked him in the back of the head. Little <laughs> tap. 
gosh. <laughs> Gadriel uh, gestures towards walking out of town. You, f- you five all wander in a group collectively out of town, not through the main gate, off to a side pathing area that leads just out of town uh, and down like into a slope. From there, we kind of come to like a similar kind of path that we were on as we were entering the town to begin with. Uh, Gajil's pacing alongside you. This would be a great time to ask him questions if you had to, because it's about approximately an hour before you actually get to the fork in the road. What do you think we might actually come across? Like, have you got any level of intel at all for us? Well, these two caves are well, ma- yeah, mountainous with caves in them. I have heard them to be known to be occupied by dwarves in the past in dealings with mining, but they've been abandoned for some time. Were they abandoned for any specific reason? Bled of resources. Right. So not a big terrifying monster chilling out in the caves. Not that I'm aware of. But wouldn't that be an exciting time? It might be. Might be a good fight. Might be a dragon. Who knows? Mm. I'm I'm just going to say canonically, whenever the word dragon comes up, even though you have as an elf pointy ears, your ears just like sharpen. Ding. <laughs> just get a little excited, don't you worry. <laughs> shall, shall we? <laughs> He's like a cat. He just hears. It's like a cat hearing <laughs> treats. Oh man, <laughs> food. Wait, did you say food? <laughs> <laughs> Where's that bread? <laughs> I was just going to ask. Uh, you were party members with um, Killsbane. Uh, how long ago was that, like, when you were adventurers? It's tough to say. Time for me is not the same as it is for you, mainly because I've lived considerably longer. Uh, the last 50 years have kind of blended in with one another when I think about them. Could have been possibly around that time frame. The individuals that were a part of the party were Killsbane himself, Taro, and a elven woman whose name escapes me. I cannot remember her name. It began with S. I don't quite know. Yeah. She was, she was rather great with magic. She was a cleric. Mm. She made sure that we were always blessed and made more powerful in combat. Not that uh, Killsbane needed it. He ran headfirst in every time. Very literally so. Unfortunately, Taro and I had some disagreements uh, over a couple instances mainly because we were both infatuated with the same maiden who he eventually settled upon to kind of spare his understanding of any misdoings that may have transpired whilst they were together. I may have used some darker magic to manipulate what he remembers. It's tricky. I can't exactly say what I chopped and changed, but I changed enough to at least make him forget about the fact that well, before she was a wife, may have had some kind of relationship. Right. Very risque. You never kiss and tell. But you just did. Uh, I have the feeling you just have, to be honest. <laughs> note to self, make sure that you guys forget this. Don't kiss and tell. That's the note. Sadly, I don't think your magic's strong enough to make me forget you, so better luck next time, Chief. You just get a tap on your right shoulder. That's all right. Ugor's to my right. Bruh. <laughs> Ugor didn't tap you on the sh- You look to your right and Ugor's just like looking at you like, what? And you turn back towards uh, to, towards uh, Gajul and just blood just comes back into his neck as if maybe he used his blood to literally tap you on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. That's what it seemed like it could have been. Now, you believe you're a very cocky one, Elf, but hey, if your skills match the words that you say, who am I to judge? I mean, I don't want to talk out of turn, but I did break a 
I did make a hay bale target exploders along with uh, four other arrows, so. Yeah, you beat that straw. <laughs> I did, mate. <laughs> you know, you kind of have that brief conversation with Gajol. He gestures, you come to a fork in the road. It's a three-pronged fork, uh, one leading more north, and then there's a path that leads to uh, splintering roads where leading to two respective mountains. They're not massive mountains. They're, they're quite sizable, obviously, for you to scale it. It would take several hours. They're not like... Uh, Gragos is known to have a large uh, set of mountains towards the north. These are not those mountains as we're kind of towards the middle of the island uh, for respective uh, sense. But the, these are um, sizable enough that if you had to walk up to it in real life, you'd go, that's a mountain. You know what I mean? That's a mountain. That, that's, that's a mountain. Gajul gestures and is like, look, I will take either. Which side do you do you, th- do you four wish to go? I say we roll for it. Yeah, we roll for it. So what, you're doing 10, 10 or higher? Go left, 10 or lower, go right. Oh, I got a 13. Two. 17. Watch us flip right down the middle. I got an 18. There we go. So what, you said right? No, left. Left, okay. 10 and up left. was left. Righto. To the left. Off to the left you go. All right. So he, he's like, okay, all right, sweet. So he heads to the right and uh, starts trudging along. Oh, before we actually split, could I just say, is there any way to contact you if we, or if you can contact us, if you found anything? I don't have that kind of power. However, I will search top and tail of the mountain. So if you return before me, that's likely that I'm still searching. All right. But how did you just teleport in front of us then? Well... I don't have the ability to speak to you in other differences, but my mask gives me the ability to shroud myself, make me invisible. And I'm a little bit quicker than you are, so I return to town much faster. Right. Okay. Yeah, return to town is the only thing you're quick at. <laughs> I just want to say that I tap Burrell on the shoulder like, nice. <laughs> he looks at you too weird. It's like, I, I thought you hate each other. Oh, well. Um, oh, we do. <laughs> we hate you more. <laughs> Don't touch me again. Righto, Captain. <laughs> if you do need my assistance, return back to the entranceway and then head back to the entranceway of this cave. I will put a marker for me as an indicator that you have gotten to the entrance of this cave, which will ping to me, allowing me to be able to know that you are here. In saying that, if you do find young Duradim, then head back to town. He's probably not eaten and needs to rest. It's more important that you return him to the town, if anything. And respectively, if I find him as well and manage to get back before you, I will come looking for you. Radio. We're in agreement? Yes. No worries. Sounds good to me. Safe travels. He then, uh, then splinters off and goes along the way. You go along your way. The path towards the mountain is probably about 45 minutes to an hour uh, trail. There's literally a sign saying, trail towards mountain, 35 minutes to an hour, depending on how fast you are. I was say the navigation system sounds pretty shit in this world too. <laughs> I almost prefer Siri. <laughs> Turn left. Turn left again. Turn left once more and you're back to where you were. Yeah, so as you go on, probably about 30-odd minutes, 20, 25, 30-odd minutes in terms of walking, you guys start to hear a bit of music playing. Burrell, make a make a perception check. Okay, perception check. Four. I see the footpath in front of me. <laughs> I notice there's music. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just looking at the footpath, bro. He, he sounds. He can't really correlate what the sounds are. Flash, uh, roll a um, perception check. Roll the 10. Uh, you start to hear music, but it sounds familiar. You may recognize this as like a music 
box kind of music. That's what it sounds like towards you. So in front of you, uh, as you guys are slowly approaching, the music gets louder and louder and you see actually on the ground a silver ornate music box. The, the lid is closed and the music is surrounding it. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just in front of you. I walk up and open it. <laughs> okay, all right. So Namath walks up, he kneels down, opens up the music box, the music gets louder and then out from the music box just comes out this green gas and it just pours out very quickly over about a 30 foot radius. Each of you are starting to feel a bit odd. Those of you that are not elven collapse, immediately passing out. Those of you that are elven though start to lose your vision. It goes completely black. You cannot see, your sense of taste is going, and then your hearing goes. And from a mixture of combination of things, you collapse. Just before I lose my hearing, or we lose our hearing, I yell out to Falas, and I think I might have fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It's the two elves, you feel something bracing against you as if you're being collected. It's pretty much like we're groggy, like we've had a big night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Make that times like 40. You know, the spinning feeling you get when you're like lying down. Oh, um, yeah. Imagine if you were also blind and deaf at the same time. Um, oh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Navarre. Mate, you're asleep. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, we're, we're asleep, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that's the response he has in his head. Like he hears him say, God, God damn it, Navarre. <laughs> it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Internal monologue. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't really have any coherence about you and then- a little while later, each of you respectively wake up around the similar amount of time. Uh, as you come to, you feel hard metal against your skin and you realize it's dark. There's some light in the room, but you are entrapped. Each of you respectively, from what it looks like, are in your own cage. The cage is about five feet wide, six feet high. Uh, so you wouldn't even be able to stand up in this. It doesn't look like it's been designed for humans. Uh, or humanoid creatures, but it's it's locked on the front. As you look around the room and scan, you can see that the room itself is poorly lit with a couple torches. But towards the entranceway, you can see a four foot ish kind of uh, looking creature. Do do a history check for me. Do a history check. Yeah, we we'll just do a history check. I rolled a nineteen. Look Ooh. at you go. So so you know that. Often in caves, there are certain creatures that generally dwell and whatnot. This looks to be a like a goblin, uh, particularly a lesser goblin, a yellowy kind of green kind of skin. Uh, it's, it has a sword on its hip, very long pointy ears, um, and it appears to be tinkering with some kind of box uh, just, to, just to the front of what looks like an entrance to the, the section that you're in at this current point in time. So you're now all clear and completely coherent. As you notice that, you realize that all of you are in your bare necessities. You have none of your weapons, none at all. Is it fair to say that goblins aren't exactly the smartest of races? From your knowledge of history and whatnot, they're not always the smartest, no? So we may be able to outsmart this goblin and allow them to get us out of the cage. Hypothetically. So that is technically uh, metagaming, but you're asking me a question that's technically off of history, so I will allow that. I have my dark vision. Does that help? Can I, how far can I yes. see with that? So, so the, those of you with dark vision can see the entirety of the room and the entranceway out. So you can't see too much past where the goblin is. You can just see that it, the cave seems to go on. Can I roll like a perception? 
If you want to try and perceive the area around you, sure. Um, I rolled a six. Okay. Um, you see that there are maybe like stones, frail looking stones that would probably break if you tried to throw them or anything like that. I whisper to Falas on whether he could use his magical spells to either kill the goblin in front of us or break the lock that's holding him in. So you're going to do that? So make me a stealth check. I rolled a 12. You are so fucking lucky. Um, yeah, so so the, the goblin doesn't seem to appear to hear anything that you're saying. Um, I don't know if this would have voided the uh, stealth check, but what if I say it in Elvish? No, makes no difference. I'll say it in Elvish just for, just for character, because at least then the goblin wouldn't be able to theoretically understand me, and he could have heard words, but he wouldn't have understood what it meant. Yeah, I mean, you're basically just speaking in a language that only Ugo doesn't understand. Yeah, but that's not the point. <laughs> Poor Ugo. Does this goblin look like a um, like he's a guard, like he's holding keys and all that sort of stuff for these cages? Um, you, you you can see keys uh, that's on his back, but as he's kind of moving around and whatnot, you see him reach into the box and pull out something that looks very particularly familiar to you, Falas. He, he pulls out a tooth. With an amber crystal in it. Oh. Oh, he's got your, he's got your tooth. And he's looking at it and, and whatnot and just trying to study it and, and see why or what, what it is at this current point in time. So knowing that he has that, would I still be able to perform spells or cantrips? You, your, your magic does not necessarily imbue from anything at this current point in time. You've never specifically gone, well, I have owned in casting from that tooth. Ooh. That tooth has been in your possession but you do not do cast through it. So uh, you can technically still do spells. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Could he maybe try and charm him or something like that? Is that something you could do? Okay. Are you, are you asking that question? Cause I'm going to need you to make a roll if that's the case. I can, I can ask him. Yeah. All right. Stealth roll, please. Come on, roll high, baby. Uh, four, 14. Yeah. That's good enough. Let's go. Now, do you say that in, in common or orc? Because he doesn't know orc. Just common. <laughs> Says it an orc. Flas <laughs> looks at you like the fuck. Flas, <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything you can? Uh, oh, should I whisper? <laughs> you are whispering. Yes, I, I, I'm going to say you won't be stealthing if you just. Hey, you, Flas. <laughs> Flas, <laughs> can you somehow charm this um this goblin? Mm, I don't have a ways in that. Um, just thinking of what I could do. If I can get close enough, I can mark him with the huntsman hunter's mark and 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 potentially do more damage to him, or maybe even Are knock him out. Are you saying this to yourself or thinking about? I'm this? saying this to the group. All right, make me a roll. I'm gonna make you roll every single time you try to speak to one another. Fourteen. That's right, good enough. There's nothing in the uh, cage next to me, is there? Uh, you can make a perception check. Ten. Um, unfortunately, there are five uh, cages in here. Uh, you do know this, uh, especially for last noticing this perception. There are five cages in here. The the fifth cage just appears to be uh, empty, locked, but empty. What way is this goblin facing? Is he facing towards He's us facing or away from you? Away. away. From you. Just trying to think what I could do. I'm just going to bash on the cage. As he's going to bash on the cage, I'm going to cast Minor Illusion to try and make it look like uh, Ugor's busted out of his cage. Like, reality is he's still in the cage, but he's busted out, so he gets closer to him, hopefully, if he makes the noise. I like it. All right, so, Ugor, you, you bang on the cage. The uh, goblin turns around and, what? 
What was that? Minor illusion appears to show Ugor breaking through, stepping up gallantly as he is now. Like, you're not making him look like he has his weapons or anything like that? Yeah, I guess I'll go with, yeah, with the weapons ready, like he's going to go for the battle and all that to see if he charges in at him or not. I want you to make an intimidation check. Oh, that's good. That's a five. <laughs> that's a five. That, mm, yeah, right, it was five. almost a 14. <laughs> it was almost good enough. He's looked at this going, what? We took your weapons. Why do you? How? And he's going to try and see if he can see through the illusion. He's rolled fucking high. He rolled a 19. So he looks at it. So so how minor illusion works is that they, they have to be able to... They perceive through it, yeah. Perceive through it. And he's he's rolled a very high perception check. So he sees that it's just an illusion, waves at it, pulls out his sword, and then goes, you making funny business, eh? You're locked in the cage. You can't do anything. Especially you, little fucking mage. I've got your tooth. Do I have my, like, my money on me? Your money? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's a gold for your troubles. <laughs> <laughs> Let us out, you little long-nosed prick. I tell Ugor to calm down. We don't want to be seen as weak. That's not going to get us out of here. Long nose, you pointy tooth fuck. <laughs> I, I usher towards Baral and ask if he's got any bright ideas, maybe whether he could use his merchant uh, capabilities of negotiation to convince the goblin to slip up and and accidentally let one of us out. As, as you're saying that, he just turns to you and says, shut the fuck up, I'll have your tongue. Righto, mate. And while you're all squabbling, just, uh, just reach into the back pocket and there seems to be something shiny there, you know, just a quick gold glint. Uh, just wiggle it in front of the, the cave. Just what's, maybe, what's, oh, I don't know, now? drop it on the floor and just leave it there and I'll just take a step back. I've, uh, I think I've dropped it, I don't know. We, we took your money. How do you- Money? What money? And he stares at the ground. He's like, well, that's, that's a gold piece. Where? There. Are you- Huh? There's no gold piece. Make a deception check. 21. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) He's just like, what? He puts the tooth down on the box, walks all over towards the cage. See, gold piece right here. Picks the coin up, puts it, sticks his hand in the cage. Right fucking here. I, with my left hand, grab his arm, reef him against the cage, and then wrap another arm outside of the bars and then hold his head against it. All right, make me an attack roll. Come on, roll high, baby. Oh, no. Oh, I'm going to say you have advantage with this, so roll again. Come on, don't let us down. Eight. As you go to grapple at him, he reefs back going, ha-ha, no fucking funny business. And he's like, I will take your gold. Where's more of it, huh? You have more of it, don't you? Oh. He, reaches, he puts the gold into his pocket and he reaches around grabbing the keys. He sticks the key into the door and unlocks your cage front door. He's holding his sword, pointing directly at you. I'm going to come in there, I'm going to gotcha, I'm going to take that fucking gold that you have up your ass. Hands up, be my guest. Can I scream out to Falas in Elvish to fire Ice Strike at the, uh, at the goblin in that moment while he's distracted? Yep, you, you say that. Yeah, I'll go with... Uh, yes, I'll go with... A, I was thinking of a bigger one, but yeah, I'll go with Rav Frost. Ooh, roll to hit, baby. What is that? That's a 10. All right, you fire, it just glances past the back of his head. He goes, what the fuck was that? And in that moment, he's turned around. He's distracted. Um, so he's got his back turned to me. I'm going to try and look if I can, if I can grapple. Oh, please. 
Oh no, seven. <laughs> the rolls are good. So you you reach out. He's going to take a swing at you now. You are now standing up just at the front of your cage. Let's roll the d20. Will he cut you? That's a fucking three. No, he won't. Oh, thank fuck. He Sick. takes a big swing at you. Glasses past, seemingly cutting at the your your undershirt that you wear. Oh, not the, not the shirt, man. I just bought this. Rao, try and disarm him and steal his sword. Okay, he's still looking at me. All right, good call, good call. So, is, if this if this is a turn order thing, and uh, well, I'm I'm at the moment, I'm I'm letting it just play as piece by piece. Well, I don't have any weaponry, do I? No, you do not. You are blind. not yet. No weaponry. Hmm. Do we know if there's any keys on him? Was he, he check un- the done? keys are currently in the door that he's just unlocked for your cage. Can can I possibly use athletics to try and grab it and jump away? Uh, I mean, you can definitely try to do so. I mean, it's up to you. You can either try to attack him, do something along those lines, whatever you... Like, Ugo's cage is just in front of me, correct? We're in essentially like a little cove. I'm in a semicircle formation in cages. A little little mush- okay. mushroom top. Okay, so if I'm, if I'm directly next to Ugo, I shouldn't have to move to unlock his cage, correct? If you wanted to make an athletic check to grab the keys and chuck them at him in the cage, yep. you can definitely try to do so. Okay, we're going to roll. All right. You're kidding me. All right, you fumble on the keys, slipping the keys and drop down to the ground. They're on the floor now. So everybody roll me initiative. 20. Okay. Burrell wants to go again. I rolled a 9. 14. Uh, 16. Uh, so the goblin has rolled a twelve. <laughs> I can't. I can't roll high on initiative. I never have. Run faster, uh, motherfucker. Because we are entering turn order, uh, Burrell, that was your. I'm going to say that was your turn because to try and do that. So now Ugo. Um, I'm going to. Yep. Obviously move, and I'm going to try and reach for the key on the ground. Yep. Just, just roll me a um, dexterity. Uh, Eighteen. Nice. So you have the keys in your hand. Um, so I'm going to say that that's. That is an action to do so. So you now have the keys in your possession. That's pretty much your turn. It's now Falas's turn. Nice. I'm going with the magic missile cast. I'm just going to fire a fucking smell. <laughs> yep, I'm going. It's like, I'm not trying to miss this, Dom. I'm just trying to hit him. Okay, well, that's a guaranteed hit. Chances are you'll miss and hit me. <laughs> and I roll a four plus one is a five of 15 because it's three darts. <laughs> you, like, you lean out and you just fire three magical bolts to appear in front of the cage and they just sort of do, 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 straight into the side of this, into this goblin and he's just like, ah, fuck. Uh, He appears to be bloodied. Um, He he appears quite hurt by that. You already know what I'm doing. You're going to draw a red square on this motherfucker. Red square. Oh, that's that's bloodied. For context to the viewer, we we generally draw squares around status ailments, including uh, bloodied. He's drawn a very thick, like 10 T's. Very thick. This motherfucker's gonna die. That's your turn. Um, so last, that's that's heard it. It's now the goblin's turn though. It's not happy. It it's just ah, you fuck. It's still holding its sword in hand. It's gonna now just dart around. It's looking. It's like, all right, I got you. Then I got the other one in the cage. He's gonna take a swing at you, Burrell. Damn, I'm not rolling good today. Six. That's not gonna hit you. Takes another sw- uh, swing. This time it just. The wind brushes right uh, against you. Doesn't None cut of us your are shirt. rolling well, DM. It's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Ugol's rolling pretty well. Unless he wants to perceive something. Uh, uh, that's true. So that's that's going to be his turn, and he's he's just staring blankly at you in the eye, um, Burrell. Navarth, what are you going to do? I'm going to talk shit to the goblin. 
You're going to try and intimidate I'm gonna it? I'm going to talk mad shit and try and get him so angry with frustration that he walks over to me, prompting an attack of opportunity from um, Baral and also taking his attention away from the fact that Ugor's about to fuck him up. Uh, intimidation check, please. I roll a 10. What exactly do you say? You see you see, you see, see that campfire over there? I fucked your mother next to it. <laughs> he, he just, he doesn't even look at you and just goes, stupid elf says what? Nice try, nice try. That that was that was your turn. I couldn't I couldn't think. Oh, I mean, I can't fucking do anything else. I can't fucking get out of this cage. You in the I cage. don't have. It's a good attempt to intimidate yeah. or some shit. Anyway, shame I rolled a fucking ten. <laughs> mm. uh, all right, so that is uh, your turn. Back up to the top of the round, Brown, mate. What are you gonna do about this goblin? <laughs> oh, I got a, a goblin in front of me. I'm not gonna move. I'm gonna punch him. Punch him. All right. I, know, I rolled up. I rolled up. Hit the. Uh, mm. <laughs> you throw a punch, but somehow you when you've thrown that you ro- rolled a four, by the way, you've rolled through your punch that literally just like you throw it and forgetting that this thing is like four foot tall, you just punch like above it as if it was. Oh, shut up! Yeah, I missed him. Keep moving. How many ones does that have rolled now? A one, couple, a couple nat ones. Two, Thankfully, three, for your bonuses, you've uh, four. It's not been just a nat one. Well, that's your turn. Um, Fantastic, Ugo. Oh yeah, so I'm gonna open this cage. <laughs> so I'm gonna reach my arm through, put the uh, the key in the door, and swing it open. I'm assuming that's an action, is it? Or yeah, it is going to be an action. But I want you to roll me a d20 because there are several keys on this keychain. Ah, uh, seventeen. That's good enough. Yep, you determine which key is right off of the first guess. Turn the key, unlock. The uh, cage is open now. That is your turn, though. Falas. I'm just gonna go with the ray of frost. See if I can finish him off. Okay, he's got the finger gun ready. Yep, finger gun's out. Pew pew. Oh dear, roll the 10. Once again, <laughs> you shoot, glancing, shooting the ground just in front of it. Not good enough. <laughs> Goblin's just like, I'm not okay with this. He's going to reach uh, for a horn that's at his hip, uh, and he's going to attempt to blow it. But he's hurt, so I'm going to roll for this at disadvantage. That is an 8. Uh, so he kind of goes, it just doesn't, doesn't get like a clear grip on it. Uh, so nothing really comes out of the horn. He's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's going to be his turn. Uh, he doesn't really want to move away because he knows that you'll strike at him. I'm going to try and intimidate him again. Oh my God. What are you going to say? I'm going to take the piss of the fact that he couldn't blow the horn and say his mum blows harder last night. <laughs> There we go, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, roll me an intimidation with advantage. <laughs> I roll a 11. Fuck you, With advantage, cunt. roll again. With advantage? Oh, come on, please. Please, 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 please. A 14. By golly. That's the number you needed. Yes. Yes. As you say that to him, he's just like, fuck you. You know what? I'm going to come over and I'm going to... Skull fuck you, you fucking little fucking elf. I'd like to see your pindic try. He's going to try and move away, which is, yeah, Brow, you now have attack of opportunity. Come on, Brow. (laughs) Don't waste (sighs) this opportunity. I'm not even going to hide this up. 22. Let's go. I'm going to hit the boy for two. (laughs) (laughs) You punch him square on in the nose. Square in the nose. Oh, it is. Smacker in the snozz, eh? In that moment, as you punch him, he drops his sword and just goes, Ah, fucking up! 
Why would you punch me in the fucking you nose? bitch? <laughs> so he's dropped his sword. Um, his nose is now bleeding. Um, he's still still up. He seems to be quite Putting hurt. Another red square on his nose. <laughs> um, <laughs> and guess whose turn it is? All right, I'm gonna pick up his sword. Picking up weapons off the ground counts as an action. That's fine. All right, so you're gonna grab at his sword. Okay, I'm gonna pick up the sword and just like hold it in front of me. Just pretty much go, you're a bitch. You're a bitch. All right, all right. Uh, roll me just a flat d20. Bet your ass I hit a 19. Hell yeah. Hell 19. Yeah. All right. As you've picked up the sword, you realize it's for a short little sword that this goblin's holding. It's heavy. Like you can pretty much just barely wield it as a sword. Like uh, you, you were holding it with two hands. Even though it's a short sword, it's very difficult to hold onto. It is heavy for some reason. Hmm. So that's Borel's turn. Ugor, uh, your cage is open. All right. We're going for a, uh, a headbutt. All right. Headbutt. Specializing with the uh, unarmed attack. Same Ooh, yeah. roll, though. Same roll. Uh, Ross was 17. Ah, it's going to hit, maybe. Uh, and that's a flat four of damage. Um, how do you kill this goblin? I'm going to put both of my hands around this little goblin's neck, lift him up Ooh. off the ground, and smash my face into his, and it explodes. <laughs> All right. Now, as I've mentioned previously, in the way that you deliberate things, I'm I'm a I'm a check you on this. Roll me a d20 to see if you said it actually does explode. No, it was on 18. <laughs> it's a four. All right, you, you kill him. You go to explode his head, but basically, as you've headbutt him, your head is much harder than his. Uh, you crack the, his skull uh, and just out of his eyes and like his nose and stuff, and his mouth just blood gushes out, and then he just. Uh, goes limp in your hands. Ooh. You just drop him to the ground. Collapse. And then I say, yeah, who's skull fuck now, bitch? I'm just going to say this for the sake of, of uh, everyone. I feel like Borel in that moment would just look at you and just shake his head. Yeah, you're dead right. I'm just silent. I'm just... <sighs> at this point in time, it's probably the best liberty of uh, Ugor, who's currently still in the possession of the keys. Maybe free everyone else. So I'm going to say turn order <laughs> is over. I was going to cast Minor Illusion of that same goblin to be where he was positioned as a guard. Okay. Yeah, just to make any distraction while we uh, free ourselves and shit. So an illusion appears in the uh, the doorway next to the box. He was doing pretty, just reanimating basically what he was doing before. All right, well, I'm going to I'm gonna unlock uh, Flass and, um, and then we can leave. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. You know, it's not like I did all the fucking work by intimidating them, but sure. Yep, see it. I'm gonna throw the keys. I'm gonna throw the keys to Burrell, and he can have the honor. <laughs> the turning point in this anime arc. I'm going to simply. I'm gonna. I'm gonna grab those keys. I'm going to step up to Navas' cage. I'm going to put them on the floor just within reach, and then take a step back. Okay. No worries, Burrell. I'll remember that next time. Should I roll a d20 to see how long it takes me to unlock this shitty door? Oh fuck yeah! Oh fuck yeah! As long as you get there in the end. Just just a normal d20. Just a normal d20. I rolled a 19, oh, bitch. He's getting the first go. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> all right, you guys are now free. Congratulations. Woo. All is good. Hell what yeah. is it? As you now walk to the entranceway, you now look out to the oversprawling, rather large cavern in front of you with several layers and levels below you cascading downwards. In the distance, you can make out mine carts filled with gems in them, bright, vibrant gems. And the room is somewhat lit. People with dark vision can see a lot better. Um, there are 
quite a few goblins that you can see quite in front of you. Right below the ledge, uh, just in front of you here, appears to be two talking goblins. And they, they luckily have not heard anything that has just previously transpired. Mm-hmm. So that's good for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just looks like you are in somewhere that you none of you have never been before. Don't know how you got here. <laughs> that box that the goblin was dealing with, can we grab our stuff, any stuff that's in there? Like I'm guessing maybe weapons are in there or is it just my shit? You open and look at the box and you see that only inside of it appears to be Navas cloak. Does that mean I get my leather back? Yes. Sweet. So Navas cloak and leather. Uh, your robes. And also your dragon tooth with the uh, amber crystal in it. That's all what appears to be in the box. I want to perceive that at a distance I can see two crates that uh, appear to have a bunch of weapons or assortment of things inside it and would like to point out to the party that that may be where our weapons are. Yeah, so it's a good good thing. So off to the left side of the wall, um, a fair, fair bit away that you can see just in the distance appears to be like some, some weaponry and, and tools and whatnot in, in a box and a couple boxes. Um, and you're making the guess that obviously that's where your stuff is. So, yeah, it's probably a good point to, to take into account. Uh, I need you all, at this current point in time, because you are now aware that there are two goblins below you, because you can hear them talking, make stealth, check? stealth checks. I uh, roll a five. Uh, I rolled a two, so that's five. I rolled a five. I uh, rolled a ten. Oh, my God. Bad and proud, boys. Bad and no, proud. Um, you're fucking lucky, though, because I rolled a nat one. <laughs> <laughs> These goblins, bro. These goblins. We are rolling well. <laughs> Today is a, day a good day. I'm going to say in this uh, instance, you every time that you're going to make a move or an action of any kind, you will need to make a stealth check first. You, are we in combat, technically? No. But you are collectively moving in one unit. You know, you are in control of yourself. Now, the drop that you see in front of you is about seven feet. It's not very large. You already know what I want to do. Hey, if you want to do what you're thinking you want to do, I would like you to tell the audience what you'd like to do and then make me a stealth check. It's a seven foot drop. Yep. I'm like almost six foot. Yes. They're four foot. Yes. That's only a three foot drop to stomp one of them. Yes. Well, you also <laughs> have a sword in hand. Hey, Ugor, you, you're, you're a giant. He's, he's a thick boy, yeah. I will volunteer to crush both of these goblins. <laughs> Navath and Ugor, since you're the, the two largest, I'd, I'd like for you to to take in consideration the fact that you can waffle stomp these motherfuckers into the you floor. You are bigger than Navarth, by the way. I'm, I'm bigger than Navarth. Me and Ugor are going... <laughs> I have the, you also have a sword. You also have a sword, yeah. Ugor, I'm going to go waffle stomp the left one. Would you like to join me? Make me a stealth check because you're, you're saying this whispering, I assume. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said everything. Hey, Ugor, let's waffle stomp these motherfuckers. Okay. What is my roles today? <laughs> What's your role? Two. Two. Okay, I'm going to stealth check and do it anyway. 20. Ooh. Nice. So I'm going to step forward towards the ledge. Now, are you going to jump and then step down or are you going to jump and stab? Before he goes, maybe grab a wall sconch and he could use it as an improvised weapon. If he wanted to do that. He could use the horn. Okay, so a lot of conversations just transpired and t- talking. Falas, Navarth, and Ugo make me stealth checks. One. Nine. I rolled a seven. I, I rolled an eight. So 
the goblins are looking around a little bit. They've they've heard something. One of the goblins is just like, God, do you think Stephen is really going to do what he's going to do? And he's up there with those people we found in the cage. He's proposing tomorrow, so <laughs> ho- hopefully, you know, his missus says yes. I mean, they've had two kids together and they've been all together for a while. The other one's like, ah, oh, he, he should have done it a long time ago, but nah, yeah, who knows? He's still a young one. Yeah, they both chuckle to one another. Ah. Hey, DM. Yeah. I feel no remorse against that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect you to. <laughs> Good. It's just what I had written. Okay, God. Okay, I'm going to make a... Which sort of check should I make for uh, jumping with this quite heavy sword onto someone? This is going to be an athletics check for both of you boys. Oh. Uh, roll a 14. Five. All right. So, Boral, roll me another d20. Eight. Fucking damn it. All right, so <laughs> this is how it's going to go. Two things are going to happen. You are going to jump, ironically, simultaneously, but it's going to be dealt with as two separate situations. So, yes. Boral, you've slipped. And <laughs> in the same motion, uh, with trying to prepare your sword to get ready, uh, because it already is quite heavy uh, for you for some reason, um, you swing down and in the process, it fucking just slips out of your hand. And it's fallen down to the ground. You've now subsequently fallen to the ground. Uh, please take one point of damage. It's not a big drop, but it's you've landed awkwardly. Ugor, you rolled uh, a good athletics check. Uh, roll me a unarmed strike. <laughs> oh, 22. Shit. How falling attacks work in the way I do it is that you get, if you're holding a weapon and that weapon's base damage is, say, like five or like a D5, right? I make you roll for the damage and then... We add a certain modifier depending on how high you're going. So 14 is enough to make the check. Four is the unarmed strike damage that you would do. However, you're going down and because of your weight to ratio of what you're attacking, I'm going to double the damage that you would do. So you're going to do eight points of damage and you hit this thing square in the fucking back of the neck. Conveniently, because you are also a large uh, orc man, um, you break its fucking neck. It collapses down (laughs) dead. Jesus. Meanwhile, the other one then stares at me face first in the dirt, <laughs> dropping a sword. It has turned around to this. I'm going to give a preemptive strike. So instead of rolling for initiative, I'm going to give a preemptive strike to two people, Navarth and Flas. You now have one free turn to do something before initiative rolls around. Should we also run and jump with an athletics check and fly kick? That is at your liberty. I would like to jump over Burrell to fly, fly kick, kick this, this I'm guy. I'm face, face first on the floor, bro. You'll jump over me with a, with a walking start. Fucking flying. Oh, kick. we're not feeling athletic at all. I roll a three. <laughs> oh, no. He's going to stomp me, isn't he? <laughs> I'm going to land on top of you. <laughs> so, what Fuck happens is life. you go to the ledge just above and you leap out. With your leg extended forward, you pretty much do like a uh, a, a drop kick, but vertically and straight down onto Brawl. Uh, Brawl, <laughs> yep, as expected. Please take one point of damage. <laughs> oh, I was going to say two, but one I'm fine with. <laughs> also, Navarth, please take one point of damage. Um, yeah, so as that has happened, um, you are both prone now on the ground on top of each other. Uh, for that... Would you like to do anything? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to jump. Because <laughs> I've Wise got range man. things, so I'm going to walk down this way so I can get line of sight from above. Yep, and so you're then, just walking a little bit further along. Yep, down the path, and then I'm going to cast Ray of Frost at him to see if I can actually hit him or not, which I probably won't. That's a 17. I might actually hit that's, him. That's going to hit. That's going to hit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. 
and I do four points of cold damage. All right. So as uh, this is all transpired, the goblin's just watched one person. He heard one person fall down and collapse. He's turned around to see Boral on the ground, and then he's looked to the left to see his friend he was just talking to. Uh, next snap, collapse down to the ground as this giant orc just lands on top of him with a grin on his fucking face. Then to turn around to see an elf just jump down with a big, big grin on his face, looking like he's going to kick him square in the face, only to fall down and land on the other person that's just on the ground. Um, and then a, another elf has walked over to the side and shot out of his finger a ice beam directly at his eyeball. Ooh. It's going to go into his head and it's just going to freeze his eye. He hasn't got weapons in hand. He's going to grip his head, collapse to the ground, and just say, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> is it incapacitated is it dead it's is it on its knees Ugor it's just dropped to the ground you are the only person that's in mighty good enough condition I'm going to give you a preemptive strike once more because of how you finessed that previous thing yeah I'm going to snap this thing's neck uh, unarmed strike yeah unarmed strike yeah uh, 13 13's going to hit it let's go um, yeah it's crammed down on the ground you just look down at it Reach forward, grab it, and just twist. Like a Beyblade, you let it rip. <laughs> and it just collapses down to the ground. It's, it's fucked. It's dead. With Navarth still laying on top of me, I simply, like, inch my head up with a thumb. Good job, Ugo! <laughs> Navarth, get off me! All right, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, that was... Oh, you... we, we, we kinda... That went over your dropkick, me! Look, I'm sorry, I kind of miscalculated. Can we uh, see any further down the cavern before we go? I would like you to roll and make a perception check as the only person that didn't seem to do anything um, risque. 10, I think. Yep, 10. Okay, you can see pretty much down below there there are um, a couple of goblins that are all congregated together. Uh, they appear to be playing some kind of board game in the middle of them. They're playing D&D. <laughs> can I roll perception to see to the north of the cabin if those uh, weapons are ours? You can if you like. 17. You make out. Uh, that it's got some weapons in it, um, and you see something you hate sticking out of the box. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, boys. Uh, I'm going to pass some information on. Roll for the stealth to talk. Yes, please. 18. Yep. Guys, weapons are to the north. Beautiful. How do you know? I just, I just know. Right. You, you, don't, you, don't ask questions. You see my mighty Get bow. you don't want. You're talking. Roll stealth. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Fuck me, I roll a five. What? Great. <laughs> I roll a five. Sorry, what did you did you see did you see Soul String? You are currently lucky because So we have sound that emits from us from thirty feet and the goblin are about sixty. So at the moment we're safe. Yeah. Alright. So you are gonna trudge your way towards the uh the box? We're gonna head to get our get our weapons back. Yep, so you, you climb down uh, a rickety wooden ladder um, that's very large, um, like bigger than all of you. Weird that the goblins would have such a large one. Uh, and you pass some, like, red gems that are along the ground. They're quite large. Conveniently, as you approach the boxes, uh, sticking square out is uh, soul string. I'll take that. I'll grab my two short swords. Uh, you can now re-equip all your armor um, as you put back on everything. Is there more weapons in there than just ours? Well convenient that you asked that question there appears to be a couple of broken tools some hammers a pickaxe uh no real swords or anything like that brow roll me a, a g20 i'm doing a lot of d20 rolls today <laughs> it's almost by design bruh <laughs> four 
<laughs> Who else is looking in the box? <laughs> uh, I'm looking in the box. <laughs> I roll a five. <laughs> <laughs> Conveniently, I'm looking in the box. <laughs> God, it, I hope you roll a six. Uh, I roll a 15. Oh, Ugo, thank you. You're rolling so well today. Um, <laughs> Ugo, you see in there a large hilt uh, and a broken edge of a blade. It looks like it's for a longsword. It has really ornate shoulders to it that... Don't really have any major decoration to it. They're just clean, smooth edges. It's a bow tie like edge. And it just looks like it's wrapped very well. It's very well made. The only thing is it's basically missing a blade. Uh, it just has like a sharp point of where like a blade has been snapped. Could you make me a history check, please? Uh, would be six, 17, but take one. So 16. 16. So this blade looks very familiar to you. When you were studying in the you know, paladin temple, becoming a paladin and doing your tests and whatnot, uh, you learned a lot about like um, different things that have come from different time periods around um, Gregos. You learned about an old king named Oriamis, right? King Oriamis. He had a great army, was conquering, ruling, and back when Gregos was in a very dangerous state, seemingly a man from a foreign land arrived uh, and challenged the king to a duel. The king, being quite cocky, uh, decided, oh, this bloke, I don't know who he is. He can't beat me. I'm, I'm a king. I've, I conquer. I rule. Um, they fought in combat, uh, and this man wielded a blackened handle, very similar to the one that you were looking at in that box, uh, and struck down the king. That blade has been known as a Kingslayer, and that is the name of the weapon, the Kingslayer. And that handle looks oddly familiar to something that you've seen drawn in scripture. Ooh. Okay. Can I uh, collect it? Yeah, you grab it. You grab it out of the box. So whilst he's uh, having that history lesson, I'm going to grab that heavy goblin sword from back up top. Yep, it's a short sword, so yeah. And uh, going to just simply put it into my inventory. Got it. Heavy short sword. It's definitely heavier than mine. It, oh yeah, it's 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 almost like it feels like it could be the same as like a battle axe kind of weight, but it's a short sword. Ah, I asked the party if they think I should shoot the goblins now that I have my mighty soul string. We should get into a position to be able to take them out before firing. Thank you. Well, if you guys if you guys position yourself ready to jump out, then I can I could take the first shot to distract them and make them all look my way, and then you guys can creep in on them. Um, you guys are situated to the north, right near another cliff kind of edge. Uh, the goblins are essentially about sixty odd feet south of them on a slope, sitting on some boxes and and appear to be playing some kind of board game. So they're quite all focused on that. They're sitting in like a uh, a square pattern. Um, my question still stands. <laughs> Do you guys want to move into position and I'll get ready to shoot? Yeah, I'm going to head south along the ledge. As I move down south, I'm going to do a perception check. Sorry, not perception, sorry, a stealth check. 20. 20, 19 plus 1. Yep, you are sneaky, sneaky. Going to move just to here, so I'm not within earshot. All right, so you have moved uh, down along the, the path to the U-turn um, and are now directly south of them. Uh, approximately about, well, that's 5, 10, 15, 20, 20 feet kind of south to the most south of the goblins. Uh, but again, their backs are to you and they're all leaning forward. I wait for them to get in position. And once I see them, that's when I'll take my shot. Are you kneeling or are you standing? 
If I'm kneeling, will I have a better shot? I will give you an advantage on your first shot. Okay. Well, I'm kneeling in in wait behind a, a one of the rocks of the cliff face, waiting like a, a sniper ready to take my shot once I see my party are in position to the south. And Ugo, once uh, once we're ready, I'm going to essentially run and jump from the cliff to to get some form of distraction. Now, for argument's sake, the cliff face to the left of where they are is about ten feet. If you were to do an athletics check, hypothetically, one could jump onto another goblin, making you Mario. I'll never do an athletics check again. <laughs> Not jump <laughs> from a cliff at least. <laughs> I'm going to uh, move to the south directly sort of in line with... Uh, with the goblins at the table. Which which goblin are you going to aim for so that I know which one not to go for? The, the furthest north left, north east. Because I'll yes. shoot the one on the far <laughs> right. West. I'm going to attempt to move in the same spot where Ugor is. I'm going to get everyone to roll initiative. 19. Never fail. Uh, nine. Goddamn, seven. I wanted to roll the same as someone. <laughs> fucking shoot me in the dick, cunt. I'm fucking last. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like I should still be able to attack first. Whoever wants to start the combat initially will have uh, their turn go first and then the initiative will roll. Yeah, I think I think we will we will go through that with combat. Yeah, but the goblins haven't rolled because they're currently not aware of you. What's happening in their little group is they're having a conversation, they're playing a game. And what you guys hear is, this This is fucking bullshit. I never win. I can't win. I always lose my money. We need more money. Now, listen, listen. This is not a get-rich-quick scheme, okay? It's not a pyramid scheme. But the crystals that we get here are worth money. Another one says, yes, but you-know-who will not be happy with that if we start stealing from the supply. Back to the main one in question. No, 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 no. What we do is we break off little bits of it. We sell that. You guys haven't noticed. And he just pulls a bag up beside him and puts it onto the little table. I've been stealing the red gems. The other ones are just like shaking their head going, oh, you know what the red gems does. They explode, you dumbass. We sell them. We get money. We get rich. We leave. Honestly, do you think he'll let us leave? I've had enough. We're not talking about this. We're going to play the game, put the bag somewhere else. The one in question that has the bag is the one that's actually in direct eye line with Navarth. He just sets the bag, slap down on his uh, the side of him. Hmm. Well, you best believe you know what I'm taking aim at. I would like to pull out my soul string and take aim at the bag of red gems. This is going to be a precision aim shot. I've mentioned this once before. You have to roll a particularly high roll in order to hit a precision shot. Because I am rolling with a surprise, do I get to roll with advantage? Yes, you do. Okay, so I will roll with advantage to attack the bag of red gems. Come on, baby. Ooh, and that's going to end it for episode seven. Oh, once again, we have been left in a lovely situation on another cliffhanger. Tune into next week's episode where we find out exactly what happens with Navarth, whether he manages to hit the bag with the red gems or he completely misses, hits a rock, hits another thing, bounces off, hits down and shoots himself in the foot. Wouldn't that be lovely? In any case, we will see you in the next episode of Dingoes and Dimwits. See you then.